Okay, we'd like to welcome you back to our current event and weekly Bible study for July 20th, 2008. And this is part three of our teaching on uh, uh, official disclosure, the alien agenda, the Grenada Treaty, uh, the Ascended Masters, this type of stuff. Now I'm going to be uh, quoting from another article from a New Ager, uh, Patrick Bellringer. He's got a pretty big site. Where he puts out a lot of a lot of cutting edge articles and a lot of a lot of um, <clears throat> ascended master channelings that tie in together. So there's a lot of cross confirmation. Yes, what the ascended masters are saying is for the most part a deceptive lie. But I tell you what, the guy does a better job of tying it all together than anyone I've ever seen, and he's totally sold out to this agenda, and he believes it's all good. So again, we have a unique perspective here. One's coming from like an insider within this movement. And it was entitled Decision Time. This was just July 4th of this year. <clears throat> or June 4th, I'm sorry. He says, Today we stand at the threshold of a new world. The frequencies of our mother Gaia Earth have been steadily rising and are now at the fifth dimension. Wasn't that a rock group, the fifth dimension? Oh, okay. Sorry. The same is true for those <laughs> who have awakened to truth... This is the decision time for all those who live on planet Earth. This is the last call to the many who are yet asleep in the lie of God, Jehovah, Satan. What a whopper way to start out this article. Those are yet asleep in the lie of God, Jehovah? And then I thought he might have stopped there, but no, he said God, Jehovah, Satan. Now, Jehovah, God is a biblical term. Okay, but when you add Satan in there, that's the absolute polar opposite. But so this is how deceived this devil is that's putting this out. Then he says, "Read the signs of the times, my friends." And the Bible says, "Woe to them that call evil good and good evil." And if that's not calling evil good, I don't know what is. The lie of God, Jehovah, Satan. Evidently, that lie of the whole Bible, as I think what he's in reference to. Read the signs of the times, my friends, and know in your heart that the coming of Esau, Emmanuel, Sananda, the one who is called Jesus the Christ, is very near. This is one of the ascended masters that I have talked about in depth. He's the guy that you always see, the long-haired, hippie Jesus, that the way the Catholic Church has always portrayed him, you know, on the Shroud of Turin and the whole thing. I've done a whole teaching on debunking the Shroud of Turin. But, yeah, this is who they're saying is coming back. That long-haired hippie version, Jesus. Except his name's Sananda Emmanuel. What will it take for you to lose your faith? You got all this stuff going on at the same time. But if you already know it's coming, it's not going to do anything to shake your faith. Let's go further. Then he goes on to say, For those who have not yet chosen, this is decision time. This is the final time of sorting on the earth shan. Ooh, that's spiritual. They call earth earth shan. Do you want to leave this planet and go to another third dimensional life stream of challenges by the dark side? Or do you want to enter the fifth dimension along with our planet? Ah, uh, this whole ascended master, you shall be as God's thing. This is now the final call to return to the light of the light of creator. God, Aton of light. I am totally serious when I say that this is the final decision time for all people on the planet Earth. 
Esau Emmanuel Sananda shall return at any moment to remove his flock to safety. What does that sound like? A rapture? Yeah, sure does. But this is the New Age hippie version Jesus. Remember, this is the Ascended Master version. The, as they say, the New and Improved version. It says right here, and he says, I say this in all seriousness, this is what a high-level New Ager is saying, that Esau, Emmanuel, Sananda, shall return at any moment to remove his flock to safety. Could this maybe be like a false New Age rapture? Isn't that what we just heard from a totally separate Lord Ashtar guy? Didn't he say he was going to take all his people for the uh, evacuation for a two to three week period for re-education if they have a high enough frequency? If they've evolved high enough? If they're ready to to receive the uh, higher frequencies? Huh. Well, isn't that a weird coincidence? Uncanny. He's going to return at any moment to remove his flock to safety as Earth Shawn begins her serious self-cleansing. That's probably when they'll impose martial law of this self-cleansing. Your decision shall be rendered absolute, and it shall be granted as you have chosen. You shall leave this planet and return to the great wheel of reincarnation. Wow. And again, we can have the wheel of carnation, we can have the wheel of fortune, we can have the wheel of karma... We could have all these New Age game shows. Fun. Just all fun. Good fun. Good clean fun. So if you're not ready for this thing, you're going to be self-cleansed. And you're going to go back to the Great Wheel of Carnation. What does that imply? It implies you're going to die. (laughs) How do you get reincarnated unless you die? Or you shall aboard evacuation ships and enter Heaven's Gate of the Fifth Dimension. I have written this in the words and the energy of the Creator God of Light. So be it. Devil. Then he says, my friends, it's all about belief. Oh good, now we're going to get a Bible study from the devil. It's all about belief, faith, and knowing truth. If you choose to board a dark side blue beam, oh, we're going to be talking about Project Bloom Beam, which enables the technology available in order to deceive the masses. We're going to be talking about that in the near future, Lord willing. But if you if you choose to board, board the dark side blue beam shuttlecraft, to the pink cloud somewhere, you'll be dumped into Never Never Land and end up in another 3D life stream to learn the lessons in soul growth that you have failed in this life stream. Again, the great wheel of carnation. Reincarnation, I'm sorry. Sorry about that. Quite sad. Is this truly what you want? Would you not rather have paradise of the highest order than another 3D trip of pain and suffering? Disease, evil, violence, chaos, lies, hatred, tiredness, discouragement, and death. Boy, he's painting a rather bleak picture. I mean, boy, where I better get on the right path here. And then he says, I repeat, this is the decision time. This is the time of choosing your next pathway that you shall surely walk. Joshua, of old, stood before the people and urged them to choose wisely whom they would serve. Well, so we've got now the devil quoting scripture. He said, choose you this day whom you will serve, but for me and my family... Of course, he said, my house. We shall serve Creator God. So it's all about choosing. And your choices rest upon your belief system. Now, there's been a lot of people out there saying that there is going to be a fake rapture. Of the New Agers. 
Now, could you imagine? You're Mr. Christian over here, and, and you put all of your stock in the pre-trib rapture. Every bit of it. Okay. I'm not going to get into a rapture debate today. We're going to know about that all soon enough. But you put all your stock in the pre-trib rapture. All of a sudden, it ain't me getting raptured. It's the devils. It's the highest New Age freaks that are getting raptured. The witches and the warlocks. Who's going to look like they're vindicated? And who's going to look like they're not so smart? That's the whole point of it. Do you even believe there is a creator God? Do you believe that there is no one creator God because we are all gods? If this be so, what nonsense you have allowed into your belief system. This is interesting. This sounds biblical from some sense. Like, do you believe there's a creator God? Okay. And if you do believe that we're all gods, at least at this point, that you've allowed nonsense to enter into your belief system. For the answer to your dilemma, I quote from you the Phoenix Journal, number 27, the Phoenix Operator Owner Manual, page 19. It's like kind of an owner manual to like a car. And it says in this owner's manual, the highest command of the law of God is, you shall honor God as the ruler of the human races and follow his laws, for he is the king of wisdom. Sounds halfway biblical. And then he goes on to say, you shall have no other gods than... God creator before you. Why? Wow, isn't that wasn't like the first commandment? Abide in the laws of creation which encompasses all, also know also known as the law of one. Okay, so going back to this, he goes on to say, There is one creator source of all that is, who resides in the Isle of Light or Paradise, the hub of the cosmic wheel. Of the seven super universes. <laughs> Don't you love how they just always want to just act so poetic and just, you know, so spiritual? Who is this creator source of all that they're in reference to? That this is the one that you shall have no other gods before creator God. Who is this? Because we know it's not the God of the Bible, right? Yeah, well let's find out. This, this creator God is the creator God, Aton, of light. And is the creator of our Nebulon universe. Nonetheless, that's a word you don't use enough of, Nebulon. I've been meaning to talk to you about that. I really, you need to interject that into your linguistics more often. So it's this creator God, Aton. Hmm. We're to honor the creator source, or Aton... He's also known as Hanton, H-A-N-A-T-O-N, but in here they've abbreviated his name, it's just Aton. We're to honor this creator source, our creator, the creator of the Nebulon universe. Now, this is the guy that is at the head, the head, the head of all the Ascended Master hierarchy, saying he is the creator God of all. Okay. From my research into the new, new Age and the New World Order and the Ascended Masters, that's what I've seen. He is the ruler of the human races, and we are to follow his laws, for he is the king of wisdom. He desires to speak to all of his created beings, and when he thinks, when he speaks to you, you had better listen. It's like E.F. Hutton, you know, that commercial. Anyway, um, what you believe to be true about the creator God, Aton, determines your choices each and every day of your life. All of your choices and all that happens to you rests upon your belief system. Well, that's pretty true. But I'd rather have faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and His Word. 
and his shed blood on the cross and his death, burial, and resurrection. I'll, I'll, I'll choose that over any devil any day. It is through faith and belief that you create your way. Oh, now I'm the determiner of my own destiny now. Oh, yes. As long as I've got, as, as long as I'm plugging into the right power source, which is this creator, Aton. Now, I'm going to give you a little FYI on here. He doesn't come out and say this, but a long time ago, I was I was up in one of these New World Order chat rooms, and they were talking about Hanton actually delivered, or this Aton actually delivered this message, and he finally came out and said it. I am the creator God of the universe. And in the next sentence, he says another whopper of a statement. Then he goes on to say, I saw the original post of this. Okay. He says, and I am also a large gray alien. I'm not lying to you. That's what he said he was. Not what I'm speculating. I'm saying he's flat out come and said it. But see, when they appear as these ascended masters, they always appear in a form that you can relate to, which is typically human form. But if you saw them in their real form, it's just like Satan. Satan can appear as an angel of light, right? Well, but when he appears, does he always appear with two horns, a pointy tail, and a pitchfork? And a red outfit? I don't think that's how the devil normally appears to most people. He could if he so chose. But he is the master of deception. So he's going to appear in a form, usually, uh, you know, he's going to appear in, in some form that's of an angel of light type of, of experience, where you think they're good, where in reality they're totally evil. Then, so he says, it's through your belief that you create the way, that you create your way. Let me give you a personal example. In the mid-1990s, over a period of several months, my wife and I and our children, one by one, were called to a small town in South Dakota. Now, this is this Patrick guy writing this article, this New Age Chandler. By faith, we severed ties with employees, friends, and families, and we made the move to a vacant house of a relative. We had no doubt about the knowing that we were to be in Rapid City, South Dakota, but we knew virtually nothing about the city and the conditions there. This sounds like a lot of charismatics that I know. Yes, God called me to this. I know how many times I've heard that. Knowing that the person they got the word from is a false prophet or doesn't hear from God or gets it wrong all the time, and yet they'll do everything, they'll sell all their whatever, and they'll move to this particular area. Yeah, go ahead. So she goes on to say, or he goes on to say, one day in late winter, we decided that it was urgent that we make the move. So we packed our old van and our car and as much as possible, and leaving our grown children behind, my wife and I set off into the darkness for our destination 350 miles away. We had no place waiting for us, and no one knew us in Rapid City. We went in faith, faith to Aton, knowing that we would find what was needed for our family and our work. We told our children that we would return for them and the rest of our possessions within two days. I wonder if they like, left their children there to fend for themselves. An hour into our trip, we were engulfed in a sudden snowstorm snow, snow that left eight inches of snow in the Black Hills. Doubt crossed our minds as we questioned the wisdom of continuing our journey, but continued on. Arriving in Rapid City in early morning after a long and difficult journey, we went from tourist information to a realtor, to a realtor looking for a four-bedroom house to rent on 40 acres of land with beautiful trees and a stream running through it. 
Sounds idyllic. People told us that we were insane. That we could not even find a two-bedroom house in winter in, in a town in the middle of the month to rent, let alone a four-bedroom house in the country. We found a realtor who, who that very morning decided to rent his daughter's vacant house because three months previously they had moved to Japan for a five-year tour in the military duty. For three months, the angels had been keeping the house for us. The angels, yeah. Fallen. Demonic. We know God is not working on this person's behalf. We know that he is not hearing from God. He is getting direct channeling through devils and demons. And yet, he says for three months, the angels had kept the house for us. That's why the Bible says to test the spirits. This sounds like so many charismatic examples I've heard of, I can't even tell you. Oh God, open this door. I'm not saying God can't open the doors, but you better be testing the spirits along the way to see if it is, a, it is of God. Then he says, by the way, that house had a spacious, was a spacious, nearly four-bedroom, new four-bedroom house on 120 acres of alfalfa land with a windbreak, a beautiful view of the Black Hills, and a, and a painted, and painted a Beautiful yellow color, Sanandas color. So the house was painted Sanandas color, which was yellow. Isn't that special? Now, Sananda is the Sananda Emmanuel, or the false Jesus that's coming, that they always talk about, the ascended master, Sananda Emmanuel. Within two hours of the arrival at Rapid City, we had rented the house, and we returned the same day to our children. I assure you, my friends, that it is through belief that it is through belief in the impossible that we create our way. There is a way which seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. That's what I would tell this guy. Proverbs 14, 12, and 16, 25. He that trusteth in his own heart is a fool. And that's all they're telling you to do is trust in your own heart. Just make sure you're plugged into the right ascended master's socket. Trust in your own heart, though. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Jeremiah 17, 9. That's why we don't deviate off the word of God. Then he goes on to end this by saying, this is decision time. Not tomorrow, not tonight or tomorrow or next week. Now. At any moment, Creator God shall give the order and Esau, Emmanuel, Sananda, who is the fake Jesus, shall return for his flock and shall be changed in the twinkling of an eye. You see how they're going to plan this rapture? It's coming. I, I, I really believe a fake rapture is coming. And it's going to cause falling away like you wouldn't believe because there's so many Christians that have put all their stock in the pre-tribulation rapture. And this is not a debate about the pre-tribulation rapture. Regardless of if you believe in that or not, what if a fake rapture happened prior to that? I'm not saying I'm not saying there's no rapture. I'm talking about the debate on exactly when it's going to happen. And isn't it interesting the one he's saying is going to come back for his flock is the very one that looks like the long-haired hippie Jesus that we've seen in all the Catholic pictures, the reincarnation of Jesus, now the ascended master, Sananda Emmanuel. Isn't that interesting that he's the one coming back for his flock and he's going to be the one taking all the people? It's not Buddha or Imam Mahdi. It's not them. It's this one. 
Huh. Kind of sounds like he's targeting the Christian religion to make sure that they're the ones that are the most devastated by this. Well, if you were Satan, wouldn't you be doing the same thing? Because we're the only ones that really pose any real threat to him right now. Then he says, after you're changed into the twinkling of an eye, there shall be such fun, such happiness, and such peace for those who are ready. My friends, be ready. Put your belief systems in order. Follow your heart and choose wisely. See, everything he's saying is a lie. Isn't that amazing? Be ready for the greatest moment ever to occur on our beautiful planet. Cross your name off the stay list and write it off on the on the life off list. And write it on the life off list. Like your life is going to be taken off the planet when this devil comes back to get you. And do it now. It is all in the knowing truth that you may believe and decide wisely. It is truly a matter of the heart. Now, can imagine when this happens, which most likely it's going to, because he's not the only one saying this. They have some precognition. This is part of the strong delusion that God is permitting to happen. I believe he's permitted to happen because so many people have put all their faith in a pre-tribulation rapture. we got the Tim LaHaye movies and all these other things, Left Behind series. And they're probably going to come back. Like I said, it's going to be a two to three week period of R&R. Reprogramming. And they're going to come back and they're going to have special abilities and they're going to be like a liaison and everybody's going to be an absolute total delusion. All the stuff going down at the same time that I've mentioned. Boy, you better have your house built on the solid rock of Christ Jesus and the King James Bible. Because if you don't, you are going to get swept up in the delusion. Now, the last thing I'm going to be talking about is an article entitled, this is the article where we're going to go deep into this Grenada Treaty that I mentioned earlier. Deep in. Now, there's a guy on the Prophecy Club, he spoke a few months before I did, when I was on there, and I don't advocate the Prophecy Club anymore, okay? I have a little email I can send you if you want me to. Not to say every speaker on there is evil, I mean, I, I spoke there, hopefully I'm not... <laughs> In that category, but I'm just saying that it's there's just a lot of problems with the Prophecy Club. But there is a guy that did a whole DVD on this, and it was called "Exposing the Strong Delusion" by Dr. Patrick Murray. And just to read you the excerpt, Dr. Patrick Murray shows you the same sons of God of Genesis six who once again cause a strong delusion. It began when an angel protecting America shot down a UFO space spacecraft crashing in at Roswell. This is the whole Roswell incident. He believes an actual angel did this. I don't know. Okay? I can't be dogmatic. Dr. Murray will reveal the top secret treaty Harry Truman signed at Morocco um, Army Air Force Base by the Eisenhower administration engaging in high technology for rights. They will deceive and briefly rule the world pointing to the Antichrist as the answer to the Earth's problems. All who have not already received Jesus Christ as Lord will believe the lie and be damned. God is sending a strong delusion for the last days. Be prepared or risk falling away. See, to him it was that important. This isn't a little trivial issue I'm talking about here today. Because when this goes down, and I believe it's just a matter of time, (laughs) can you see how this might, how a lot of people might fall hook, line, and sinker for this, and and they're going to fall away, and their faith is going to be tested? And it's going to be tried and tested, and it's going to be weighed and found wanting. Like in the book of Daniel, they talk about that. Testing. It's coming. 
Now, to me, this isn't really much of a test, because I already know about it. I already know about it ahead of time. It's preemptive. So, if you've already done the preparatory work and the preparatory studies, and you, and you know what's coming, it doesn't do anything but strengthen your faith. So, this doesn't have to be this devastating thing that it's going to be for most so-called Christians. This title, this paper is entitled Eisenhower's 1954 Meeting with the Extraterrestrials, the 50th Anniversary of First Contact. This is Research Study Paper 8. It was um, published in uh, January 28, 2004. This has 40 references. It was written by a guy named Michael E. Salia, who's a Ph.D., on the night of February 20th and 21st, 1954, while on vacation to Palm Springs, California, President Dwight Eisenhower went missing and allegedly was taken to Edwards Air Force Base for a secret meeting. When he showed up the next morning at a church service in Los Angeles, reporters were told that he had had an emergency dental treatment the previous evening and had visited a local dentist. The dentist later appeared at a function that evening and presented at, and was presented as the dentist who had treated Eisenhower. The missing night in morning has subsequently fueled rumors that Eisenhower was used was using the alleged dentist visit as a cover story for an extraordinary event. The event is possibly the most significant event that any American president could have conducted, which is an alleged first contact meeting with extraterrestrials at Edwards Air Force Base, previously Muroc Airfield, and the beginning of a series of meetings with different extraterrestrial races that led to a treaty that was eventually signed. The astonishing first contact event, if it occurred, will experience its 50th anniversary on February 20th and 21st, 2004. So this was over four years ago. This paper explores the evidence that the first contact meeting had occurred with extraterrestrials with a, distinct, with a distinctive Nordic appearance. The likelihood of an agreement having been spurned with this Nordic race, the start of a series of meetings that led to a treaty eventually being signed with a different extraterrestrial race, dubbed the Greys. So in other words, we snubbed the Nordics, who were the good guy aliens, the Aryan ones, because they didn't want to give us any technology, and they didn't want to play ball, and they wanted us to dis disarm our nuclear weapons. So then we eventually signed in with the Greys, who were willing to share some technology, but they had some conditions of their own, and we're going to discuss that. The motivations of the different extraterrestrial races involved in these treaty discussions will be discussed. The paper will examine why these events were kept secret for so long, the significance of the 50th anniversary of the Eisenhower meeting with extraterrestrials, and whether an official disclosure announcement is likely in the near future. This thing is impeccably written that I'm going to be talking about here. This, this is, I was very impressed with the way this guy wrote this. Um, this guy that wrote it, Dr. Michael E. Salia, has held academic appointments in the School of International Service, American University of Washington, D.C., 1996 to 2001, and the Department of Political Science, Australian National University in Australia, 1994 to 1996. He taught as an adjunct faculty member at George Washington University in Washington, D.C. in 2002. He has a Ph.D. In, the, in government from the University of Queensland, Australia. He has an M.A. in philosophy from the University of Melbourne in Australia. He is the author of Exopolitics, Political Implications of Extraterrestrial Presence, 
and he's the author of The Hero's Journey Toward a Second American Century. He is the co-editor and author of three other books and has authored more than 70 articles, chapters, and book reviews on peace, ethnic conflict, and conflict resolution. He has conducted research and field work in ethnic con conflicts in East Timor, Kosovo, Macedonia, and Sri Lanka. He has organized a number of internal workshops involving mid to high level participants from these conflicts. And he also has an academic website at exopolitics.org and americanedu.com. The guy's no slouch. Okay, this is a PhD writing this article. And I think he does a really good job of, of being objective about this particular subject. And this is the only way I wanted to try to present this information. I've, I've kind of said a little bit about it, but this guy does a very, I believe, objective job of putting forth this information. Now, whether you choose to believe it or not, you know, that's up to you. But, at least now, you've had exposure to it. So, when and if this information starts to come out and be made known, it's not the first time you've ever heard it. This introduction... Um, and we've already kind of touched on this, but I'm just going to go ahead and... We've already actually said this. He talks about the, the early nights of February 20th, 20th 21st. Um, Eisenhower being on vacation at Palm Springs. He was taken to this Edwards Air Force Base for this meeting. Um, and then the whole Dennis thing ensued, where they said oh, he had a... Dennis treat him. The missing night and morning has subsequently fueled rumors that Eisenhower was using the alleged Dennis visit as a cover story for this extraordinary event. The event is possibly the most significant that any American president could have conducted. An alleged first contact meeting with extraterrestrials at Edwards Air Force Base and the beginning of a series of meetings with different extraterrestrial races that led to a treaty that was eventually signed. Um, there is circumstantial and testimonial evidence supporting Eisenhower's meeting with the extraterrestrials and the start of a series of meetings that accumulated in the signing of a treaty with different groups of extraterrestrials. I'm just, I don't, I'm trying not to be redundant here. The most intriguing are circumstances surrounding Eisenhower's alleged winter vacation to Palm Springs, California from February 17th to 24th, 1954. Firstly, the, the, quote, vacation for the president, which was announced rather suddenly, and came less than a week after Eisenhower's quail shooting vacation in Georgia. According to UFO researcher William Moore, all this was quite unusual and suggested that there was more to the one-week visit to Palm Springs than a simple holiday. Second, Secondly, on the Saturday night of February 20th, President Eisenhower did go missing, fueling press speculation that he had taken ill or even died. In a hastily convened press conference, Eisenhower's press secretary announced that Eisenhower lost a tooth cap while eating fried chicken and had to be rushed to a local dentist. The local dentist was introduced at an official function Sunday, February 21st as, quote, the dentist who had treated the president. Now, this is all documented, okay? This isn't something that anybody's making up. This did happen, that part, we know. Moore's investigation of the incident concluded that the dentist's visit was being used as a cover story for Eisenhower's true whereabouts. 
Consequently, Eisenhower was missing for an entire evening and could easily have been taken from Palm Springs to the nearby Muroc Airfield, later renamed Edwards Air Force Base. Unscheduled, the unscheduled nature of the president's vacation, the missing president, and the dentist cover story provide circumstantial evidence that the true purpose of his Palm Springs vacation was for him to attend the, an event whose importance was such that it could not be disclosed to the general public. A meeting with extraterrestrials may well have been the true purpose of the visit. The first public source alleging a meeting with extraterrestrials was Gerald Light, who in a letter dated April 16, 1954, to Meade Layen, the then director of Borderland Sciences Research Associates, claimed he was part of a delegation of community leaders to an alleged meeting with extraterrestrials at Edwards Air Force Base. In a subsequent article... Mead Layen described Light as a gifted and highly educated writer and lecturer. This is this this is uh, this Gerald Light, who was both skilled in clairvoyance and the occult. Well, who better to bring to meet the aliens? I mean, wanted somebody that's in tune with them. Light was a well-known metaphysical community leader in the Southern California area. The alleged purpose of him and others on the delegation was to test public reaction to the presence of extraterrestrials. Light described the circumstances of this meeting as follows. My dear friends, I have just returned from Muroc Airfield, or Edwards Air Force Base. The report is true. Devastatingly true. I made the journey in company with Franklin Allen of Hearst Papers. Hearst it's the same ones that um, pumped up, puffed up uh, Billy Graham, the Hearst Papers. So this guy made the trip with Franklin Allen of the Hearst Newspapers, Edwin Norris of the Brookings Institute, who was also Truman's erstwhile financial advisor, and Bishop McIntyre of Los Angeles. When we were allowed to enter the restricted section, after about six hours in which we were checked on every possible item, event, incident, and aspect of our personal and public lives, before they were ever allowed to meet these, uh, at this point it would be the Nordics, I had the distinct feeling that the world had come to an end with the fantastic realism, for I have never seen so many human beings in a state of complete collapse and confusion. Now, if this is high-level governmental people feeling this way, you could imagine if they come out and announce this information now. And this is just one little meeting. He said he had the distinct feeling that the world would come to an end. As the, and then, I've never seen so many human beings in a state of complete and utter collapse and confusion. Now, you have to ask yourself this question. How would it make you feel? If this was public knowledge, and even on a more of a way more grand scale, would you lose your faith? Because much worse is coming than this. This is nothing that I'm talking about here. Then he says, as I realized that they, that their own world had indeed ended in, in such finality... Now, let me just read that again. I had the distinct feeling that the world come to an end with fantastic realism. For I've never seen so many human beings in a state of complete collapse and confusion. This was at the Air Force Base. As they realized that their own world had indeed ended with such finality as to, beggar, as to beg description, the reality of the other plane 
what he terms as arrow forms, is now and forever removed from the realms of speculation and made a rather painful part of the consciousness of every responsible scientific and political group. During my two days visit, I saw five separate and distinct types of aircraft being studied and handled by our Air Force officials with the assistance and permission of the Ethereans. I have no word to express my reactions. It has finally happened. It is a matter of history. President Eisenhower, as you already know, was spirited over to Muroc one night during his visit to Palm Springs recently. And it is my conviction that he will ignore the terrific conflict between the various authorities and go directly to the people via radio and television. He's thinking that a disclosure was going to happen way back then. And supposedly they're saying Eisenhower wanted to do that. I don't know. If the impasse continues much longer, from what I could gather, an official statement to the country is being prepared for delivery about the middle of May. Now, could you imagine if they had actually made disclosure back in 1954? How different what would have happened, you know, 